Daily DVR is presented by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Cufflinks.com knows it's tough out there, and they want you to stand out while you're six feet apart. Support the podcast. Support our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go ahead and buy something. Go over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. And guess what? They also have face masks. They fit kids, adults. They're washable. A portion of the money goes to the Mayo Clinic COVID Research Fund, and they're 100% made in the USA. So go on over to cufflinks.com today. Save, support our sponsor, and be well. Enjoy the show. The Film List. You've got to send it to me. Thefilmlist at gmail.com. Hello, folks. Heath Solo here. Hope you're safe. Hope your family's safe. Welcome back to The Film List, presented by the DVR Podcasting Network. And you can go to the DVRpodcast.com or just DVRpodcast.com. If you put the in, who knows where it'll send you. But I'm counting down my 500 favorite films. What I do here is I'll talk. I'll give like a little intro, play the trailer. Maybe talk over the trailer, maybe not, depending on how I feel. <laughs> and then, and then reveal if it's not, re- if the title's not revealed in the trailer and then give you some information on it. Uh, this next film, uh, we're going to be talking about is number 467 on the list. So, uh, stopped at 468 last time, a film Down and Dangerous, uh, by Savvy Pictures, directed by Zach Forsman and Kevin K. Shaw. I talked about it at length. I'm actually in a couple scenes in this film. So check it out. Go to Amazon. I'm sure it's there. Uh, various streaming platforms. I know Paramount uh, did the distribution digitally, globally. So if you're all over the map, it's there. Check it out. It, it, it's really well done. So the next film on the list, as we continue at 467, is a film I I met someone back in the day. I think this was 09, maybe 09. 20, uh, yeah, probably 08, 09. <coughs> Excuse me, a little cough here, and uh, but it's just my regular cough, so I'm going to have a little Diet Mountain Dew to wash it down. And uh, this new friend said, hey, I did a movie, and uh, check it out. And I was like, oh, it's on Netflix when you get the old discs, when they send you discs. So it was uh, sent to me. I threw it in, loved the poster. There's a guy with a gun to someone's head and shot in New York City. I was like, man, this is going to be good. And it was. I enjoy this movie so much. It's so well shot. Uh, the acting's, acting's on point. It, it, it's, there's a lot of great elements um, of this film, and it became one of my favorites. Uh, and I really genuinely love this movie, and I think you will too if you haven't seen it. So we're going to do something different. I'm not going to just play the trailer um, on IMDb, they have about nine, it's about nine minutes of clips from the film. So I figure to give it its just due, we're just going to play it. I'm going to kind of talk over it and you'll get a feel for the film. So this movie came out March 24th, 2008. It is called Smokers, directed by Axel Foley and Mikey Hall, baby. Aaron, a Kansas transplant, is alone in New York City and just wants to buy a bag of weed. Like I said, directed by Axel and Mike. Writers, Axel Foley, Mike Hull. The stars of the show, of the picture show. We got Adia Angadi as Paula. What do we got? We got, we got um, William Frank as Ludwig Anton. Like that. We got, oh, Sarah, Sarah Jean Bolger as lesbian on the couch. Or on couch, not on the couch. Uh, we got Mikey Hall as Aaron. Natasha K as Nadia, uh, Angelo Maldonado Jr. as Laro, uh, Damian Gonzalez as Kenny. Uh, where, where's my boy? Who I who's like the hero of this movie? Um, I'm trying to think, I can't remember his. I can't remember his real name. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Ernie Silva, Endo. Ernie Silva, I love that dude. Uh, gotta meet him one of these days. Put him in a movie. Uh, cool cast. We've got a little Adam Mastrelli as Jay. Um, I love that lesbian on couch. I mean, 
It's just it's just funny. It just pops out. Oh, we also got Girl in Pizza Shop played by Noelle Barrick. Some good. Uh, I think uh, Axel and Mike might have uh, some characters here. So I think some people know, like Ken Mayo plays crackhead in a suit. Good stuff here. We got a we got a good cast. Holly Williams is in there. Uh, so, all right, Smokers comes in at number four sixty seven. My all time. I just bought it. I finally was like, you know what? I need to own this film if it's going to be a top five hundred. And I found it on Amazon. It's like thirty bucks, but I was like. It's my boy Axel Mikey Hall. I got a, an Ernie. I love her. Ernie's so good in this movie. I love that dude. Um, okay. I said that five times that I love the dude, but I do. Cause when I was watching the film, I was like, I love this dude. And then I saw him, uh, um, remember there was a TV show Detroit 187 with Michael Imperioli. Uh, Ernie did, uh, I think a couple episodes on there. He was freaking great in that. Anyway, smokers, 90, 93 minutes, uh, it's great. So what we're going to do, okay, let's play, we're going to play the clips, and then I'll talk over them. It's going to be about nine minutes, but a special tribute to my boy Axel Foley, CEO of the podcasting network here at DVR. And uh, here we go, little beats, beats by Dre, if you will. So Axel right now, uh, eat me, the shots in New York City, and it's like split screen wipes, kind of like in a picture format. Uh, very 70s, like, uh, like Bullet. I freaking love it. It's done so well. Oh, there's Mikey Hull. You know, Mikey Hull. Aaron. This is, uh, character's name. Walking the streets. The only problem I have with this film is I wish I knew these guys right now. Because I wanted to play the lead. I wanted to play Aaron. A dash. So, Mikey Hull looking around New York City. For some weed. knows how to shoot a film, baby. One of the other characters is walking around. I the characters Max is probably saying that right now. It's all white. I like that. He's always looking at a lizard or a gecko. Little chicken stand. Love the beans. Dalek, I believe, is the music. Tompkins Square Park. Mikey Hull's still looking. Looks like he's looking for the island, the donkey or something. No, he's just looking for some weird folks. Oh, he puts his head, hands on his head. All right, my boy Indro's coming. Ernie's walking up the stairs. Let's uh, let the dialogue play out. And see the preview. Sound design of creeping up the stairs. I hear you. Come on. Come on, mother. Oh. Waiting for him. Shoot. Uh, Endo, you about to come home. I got something for your ass. <laughs> Yo, babe. Mother, get out. Get out. What the fuck are you doing here? Split screen back to Mikey Hull. 
He's waiting for his weed contacts. Nothing there. How much you got? $23. I got 30 How many we got left? 18 Can we go get some more when it's all going? No, we got to go home. You know we can make more money if we come back, right? I got to watch Moesha. It's on tonight? Yeah. Man, I forgot. I want to watch Moesha, too. All right, all right. Give me your money. Let's go see if that man wants some. Some young, young actresses here. I like it. Hello, sir. We're going to pay us 122 and I was going to raise our money cause so we could get some more computers, printers, and it's right. She meant to say server. Yeah, so we're selling chocolates. Our school could be better for everybody. Would you like to buy some? They're only a dollar. Yeah, I'll buy one. We have regular peanut and chunks. Okay, I'll take a peanut. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What up, Chucky? What's going on, man? Where you at? Ten minutes? Champagne color call. You get fucking boozy on me, huh? I'll be there, though. Bye. Character himself. It's coming back to me, baby. something what do you got I don't got anything I just wonder what you're looking for a friend of mine trying to make a purchase for what buy drugs why would you say that the way you've been walking around the park when I asked what you were looking for you asked what I have no not from around here, are you? No. Where are you from? I'm from Kansas. Really? Accent gives me away every time. Wow. What part? What part? Wichita. I'm from El Dorado. El Dorado, Kansas? Yeah. That's the one. What's your name? My name is Aaron. I'm Bill. You live here now? Yeah, 12 years now. Nothing beats New York, man. Nothing. That's right, baby. Oh, give it time. Bill Collins. Man, I put you on to my government all the time. When are you gonna put me on, man? 
told you about that a hundred times, Carlos. You know I'm going to stand on top of you for all about this, man. Yeah, well, it's not getting you anywhere, Carlos, so stop. Well done, Pollyanna. Persistence <laughs> is the key, Mom. <laughs> all anyway, right. I'm going to see you, all right? Thank you. There we go, baby. That little smokers action coming in at 467 Jersey City. Oh, sorry. I got to make sure the thing was still recording. All right. So, smokers. Who's the dude that plays Carlos? I might have mentioned him already. I'm not sure. Anyway. So. Oh, trivia. We got a little, we got a little, uh, we got a little trivia, folks, on IMDb. The opening shot of the movie was taken on a path train from WTC to Journal Square. And, oh, look at this. Aaron Otto was originally tapped to play Bill. Oh, A Dash. What happened? I want to know, I want to know the scoop. Why A Dash hustler Aaron Otto didn't uh didn't play didn't play the role um of bill anyway let's see uh so filming locations brooklyn new york city baby um fifth column films yes uh color in stereo that's all we got for info you know what awards this one this one my heart my heart heath hart awards it's a very good movie very well shot. Okay, so the only criticism besides me not playing the lead, uh, you know, some of the acting isn't the best, but you know what? It fits because sometimes, you got to remember, I mean, this has that 90s indie feel, and sometimes it's uh, it's about realism and real people. And, of course, you don't have the budget to go get every freaking, you know, you put Rosario Dawson in this film and, you know, Ed Norton, and then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa. But, you know, it, it, it works. And it, it's worth, it's, you gotta watch this movie, especially if you're an Axel Mikey Hull fan. Gotta watch it. My boy Ernie's great in it. Um, but yeah, no, Smokers comes in at 467. And I love it, baby. All right. So coming in at number 466 is, a film I really enjoy. It's been bashed, but I believe there's sometimes my requirements for a film. I gotta have at least like four or five scenes or sequences that I just love. There's more than that, but there's still some that I remember from this film. Um, it's, I enjoy this film. I, a lot. That's why it comes in at 466 and we'll talk about it. But here is the goody old trailer. will not let this republic be split in two. My negotiations will not fail. If they do, there aren't enough Jedi to protect the republic. We're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. You know I don't like it when you do that. Sorry, master. I forgot you don't like flying. Well, you've lost him. If you'll excuse me. I hate it when he does that. Anakin, don't do anything without first consulting either myself or the council. You don't need guidance, Anakin. I see you becoming the greatest of all Jedi. Boy has exceptional skills. His abilities have made him arrogant. Excuse me. I'm in charge of security here, m'lady. M'lady? They are using a bounty hunter named Jango Fett to create a clone army. Wait. I'll stop them before they're ready. Your clones are very impressive. They'll do their job well. Blast! That's why I hate flying. This is a crisis. The Senate must vote the Chancellor emergency powers. As my first act, I will create a grand army of the Republic to counter the increasing threats of the Separatists. There hasn't been a full-scale war since the formation of the Republic. You must join me, Obi-Wan, and together we will destroy the Sith. The dark side clouds everything. 
In grave danger you are. This Clone War has. There we go. Coming in at 466, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, came out May 16th, 2002. Uh, almost two and a half hours, ten years after their initial meeting, Anakin Skywalker shares a forbidden romance with Padme Amidala while Obi-Wan Kenobi investigates an assassination attempt on the Senator and discovers a secret clone army crafted for the Jedi. Directed by George Lucas, written by George Lucas and Jonathan Hales, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, probably my only... It was tough casting this role. I liked little Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace. This is... A weakness in the film, um, but uh, the character can be very annoying. But it's you know it's the struggle of little kid to teenager, and of course Anakin eventually becoming part of the dark side and becoming Darth Vader. Uh, but we get Natalie Portman as Padme, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi, Christopher Lee as Count Dooku, Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. Little Frank Oz is the voice of Yoda. Love Yoda. Jimmy Smits is in this. Um, uh, Tamora Morrison is Django Fett. Okay, Rose Byrne. Uh, love, love me some Rose Byrne. Okay, so um, Attack of the Clones. I actually love this film. I love, I love when Anakin jumps out in the city. I love when he's got two two lightsabers fighting. Uh, J- the Django storyline, I love Django Fett, uh, and I love the, the fight scene in the rain on that ship or planet. Sorry, I, I'm not a Star Wars geek per se, uh, but I, I, I love that sequence. And, of course, my favorite is freaking We See Yoda Fight. Spoiler alert. It is, that is one of the greatest moments to me in Star Wars history. It was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. Like this little Jedi can raise stuff from Empire out of the muck, and you know. But to see him fight ma- makes this movie for me. Uh, so I really, I really enjoy this movie a lot. Comes in at four sixty six. I know a lot of people don't like the prequels, and we've talked about it on former filmless pods before about Star Wars and stuff. I'm a fan of the prequels. Um, it's tough when you rewatch all the Star Wars because with the prequels being done you know, 20 years later, the uh, there's so much going on with CGI, and it's a lot of CGI, and it's a, probably too much CGI for my taste. But I put that aside. But you have all this grandiose battles and everything, and then you go to A New Hope in Empire, and it goes backwards, even though it's supposed to be later, but because, you know, the films were shot in the 70s and 80s. But that's what made those films so great, um, was the practicals and, um, you know, not so much CGI. But uh, Attack of the Clones, I I, I really love this movie. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, Information! All right. So... Where, where? Okay, so box office. The budget, $115 million, which seems like nothing these days. Uh, opening weekend made over $80 million. Um, wow. The U.S. made $310 million. Point six. Um, worldwide made $653 million to round that out. So, pretty impressive box office. Uh Came out the right time, 2002. So let's... Oh, it was nominated for an Oscar. You know me. I love the awards. Uh, Academy Awards. Best visual effects nominee did not win. Um, basically, uh, Academy of Science, Film, Fantasy, and Horror Films. 
uh, nominee, it won Best Costume, Best Effects. Oh, Samuel Jackson. I love how they do this. <coughs> for the BET Awards, Samuel Jackson was nominated for Best Actor, but for Triple X, not Attack of the Clones. They, 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 uh, they trick us. Uh, oh, our famous Golden Schmoes Awards. Bunch of nominees there. Coolest character of the year, Yoda. Damn right it was. And, you know, a bunch of different, you know, Italian online movie awards, uh, various MTV movie awards. It won. Best fight, Christopher Lee versus Yoda. There you go. There it is. There, there's my proof, baby. All right, coming in at number 465 is a film about cars. Came out in 2001. Here's the trailer. We'll talk about it. It started off a huge franchise, and I love this first movie. When the sun goes down. Go for a little ride. Oh, the diesel. The late Paul Walker. This is yours, but if you win, you get her too. business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. What was Bring it on, bring it on. Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. and We're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in Cufflinks.com slash DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed, happy surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has you might think to yourself hey i don't have an informal event coming up you know i'm not into cufflinks but guess what they have a lot more than that actually i'm wearing a pair of star wars socks that they sent me cufflinks.com is where it's at go to cufflinks.com slash dvr today One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks. There it is. Fast and the Furious, the original one that started off the franchise, uh, came out June twenty second, 2001. Saw this in the theater. Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide whether his loyalty really lies Okay, I'm going to start that over. Well, you can listen to the film this live. Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world 
he has been sent undercover to destroy. Directed by Rob Cohen, uh, Gary Scott Thompson wrote the screen story, as it says here. Because I guess this is uh, based on the magazine article Racer X by Ken Lee. I did not know that. So we got Paul Walker's Brian O'Connor, Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto, uh, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty, Jordana Brucher as Mia Toretto, Rick Yoon as Johnny Tran. Love Johnny Tran. Um, we got Ted Levine as Sergeant Tanner. Who else we got? We got, uh, oh, this guy. This guy's a great character actor. Uh, Noel Guglielmi uh, as Hector. This guy's like in everything. I, I love that dude. All right. So, Fast and the Furious. Little story behind the Fast and the Furious. I actually auditioned for Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, but the role went to Mark Boone Jr. And you know him from Sons of Anarchy. So I really probably didn't have a shot, didn't have many credits to my name back in 2001. But at least I was able to uh, audition for the sequel. Uh, but I guess I wasn't old enough. Mark Boone's got me by like 15, 20 years. But, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just 10 years. I don't want to age Mark Boone too much. Um, <laughs> love that dude too. Uh, anyway, it's got the action. Uh, I got the late Paul Walker, Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel. Um, it is, I don't know. It's just a fun, a fun movie. And it actually has some good, um, plot to it. Uh, when you get into, I mean, it's got your cliche stuff, but that's what this, this movie knows what it is. And that's the good thing about this whole franchise. As the franchise has gotten crazier and the stunts have come elaborate, and then you got, like in other movies, The Rock and Jason Statham and Kurt Russell and everyone joining this franchise. What happens with movies is you have to know what you're making. Like in Smokers, like in The Fast and the Furious, you, they, they, they know what they are and they go for it and they don't try to be something it's not. This is, you know, it's got some, it's got the cliches, the drinking the beers, the, you know, my life, you know, in the streets, you know, I slept with his sister and, uh, you know, business deal gone bad, all that stuff. But they play it so straight, but it works. And it's not trying to win an Oscar, but it's trying to be a fun film. And that's what this is. One of my favorite films. It's a fun action crime thriller. And they get ridiculous. As they go on, but they know, but it's, it's, it's that popcorn feel. It's that, you know what? I, I, I know in the next two hours, I'm just, uh, I, I'm going to have fun. And I love movies that do this and they just go for it. And they're not trying to be something that this is things not trying to be like Le Mans or, um, you know, a serious, like a serious Steve McQueen drama about racing. Um, it's not trying to be, uh, I, you know, an Oscar winner. I mean, everyone wants to win an Oscar, but you know the Academy ain't going to nominate The Fast and Furious as Best Picture. But it should have in 01. It should have. Uh, but it, it, it's just it's fun. And I love Michelle Rodriguez. She's great. And uh, there's this one shot of her, though. Like, she's working on a car, and then she gets up and turns, and she looks so mean. I'm like, whoa. I always made fun of that part in the trailer. I actually made fun of this movie. When I first saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing is, this is ridiculous. But then, you go see it, and you go, wow, I like this movie. And then it's like, okay, I, I don't, this is about the time where after film school and after, I felt like I had to love every Oscar art house film. And I'm like, you know what? I like going back and, you know, seeing a, a an action movie that is ridiculous. Cause we went through this transition of, Oh, that can't happen. That can't be real. That can't be. I'm like, well, if it ain't a biopic, okay, or something about history, then who cares? You know, it can happen. It may not likely to happen, but you know what? When someone survives a big crash and it's like, oh, that dude would have died. You know what? First of all, it's a movie. Second of all, it's for entertainment. And we want, I want to see things. When I, when I go into a movie like this, I want to see crazy shit that I know can't happen, but I want to see my heroes survive or whatever. And so 
this is around the time, and one of the reasons why this movie's here on the list is it finally got me to the point where I was like, it's okay, to, you know, to get out of that film school, uh, technical, you know, theorizing and, and being, you know, manipulating and trying to figure out every sequence and why it was done. And you know what? This is just one of those movies where it's like, I just enjoy it. And one of the movies that won't be in my top 500 was a movie Armageddon. I think it was 98, 99. And I was still in that post film school field and I hated that movie. I was like, they're trying to be funny. They're trying to do all this goofy stuff. And then they're trying to send a, a, a message at the end of the movie that, oh, you know, like Bruce Willis, like people were laughing, Bruce Willis or something in the theater. So, oh yeah, pretty, pr- pretty funny. The end of the world, huh? And it was like, well, this movie was being too real, unrealistic. And then it tried to be serious. And, but I saw it like maybe like three or four years later. I'm like, okay, I get what this movie is now. I, it's a big, you know, the blockbuster tentpole summer movie to have fun, but be a little serious, you know, and I always said that Armageddon didn't know what movie it wanted to be. I don't know if that still holds true, uh, but I remember my mind coming out of film school. I was just so critical of everything. And this, the Fast and Furious is finally, I let that go. And then I started enjoying movies for what they are. And uh, that's what this movie does. And it's fun. And this, I love, I love the whole series. I don't know. F- movies four or five, one of them may be on my list later. I have to rewatch because I remember loving it when the original cast comes back and they go on this run. Um, you know, six is really good. I have to figure out, but one's here because it, 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 it if, if there isn't going to be another Fast and Furious, I wanted one to be on the list. But there's a chance another one couldn't make it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So a little awards, um, AFI Awards Cinematographer of the Year, Erickson Core. Uh, Black Reel Awards nominee, Vin Diesel, Best Actor. Uh, Golden Trailer Awards, Best Action. There you go. Hollywood Film Awards, Breakout Male Performance, Paul Walker. He won. Um, he's going to be no- nominated for uh, special effects and stuff. But, um, man, I love this franchise. Number one goes here. It's a good slot for The Fast and the Furious. And uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be one or two more on my list ahead. All right. The next film coming in at 464 is a film that premiered May 4th, 1979. I saw it much, much later on DVD or Blu-ray, one of them. Uh, One of my all-time favorite actors is in this film. We'll play the long 1970s trailer and talk about it. Here we go. From first kiss to last embrace, all the mystery and fear and terror that love can hold. I like you, Ellie. You've been damn good for me these past few days. I'm just not a guy anybody should be around right now. That's not you. name who sent you do you honestly think we'd send one of our people up to a railroad station in connecticut just to push you under a train harry if i wanted you dead you think you'd be walking around here you better watch out for dave harry be right back wherever he goes fear seems to follow terror seems to wait i want to know if something's going down that i don't know about i don't know what you think is going on but it's not us the trick is not to panic. Think of the mind as a weave, Harry. A fabric. Some of your threads happen to get a bit overstretched. All I need is a little work. I'm scared for you, Harry. I suppose it's some sort of uh, death threat. You do have a certain distinction. What's that? You seem to be the only one who's still alive. I don't know any of these guys. I don't fit in anywhere. 
somebody thinks you do, Mr. Hannon. I definitely think you should go to the police. Hannon, you had a breakdown. Roy Scheider, Janet Martlin, and all the mystery and fear and terror that love can hold. I love you, Harry. I love you. From first kiss to last embrace. Last Embrace, starring my boy Roy Scheider, came out May 4th, 1979, mystery romance thriller. Harry breaks down and loses his job after his wife is assassinated. Could it be his turn next? It's a great poster of, it kind of spoils the movie, but uh, of Niagara Falls and holding on. Uh, it's a great poster. Available on Amazon, as IMDb says. So we got Roy Scheider as Harry Hannon. Janet Margolin as Ellie Fabian. John Glover, Lionel Luther uh, as Richard Peabody. Young John Glover is really good. Uh, Sam Levine is in there. Charles Napier as Dave Quiddle. Christopher Walken as Eckhart. Why am I in this movie? Because it's great. Yeah. David Margolis as Robbie Josh Drexel. Who else we got? Mandy Patinkin. As first commuter. He's got a little small role, a little Mandy Patinkin in 1979. Look at that. Um, so, let's see. Okay, so. Opening weekend. <laughs> opening weekend, it did 376000 Oh, boy. Uh, gross in the USA is $1.5 million. Uh, didn't do anything over. I don't even know what the budget was. Uh, this was a bomb, it looks like. <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's very Hitchcockian. It's got that 70s feel. Uh, Roy Scheider is a leading man. Uh, again, reminds me, my grandfather, um, was on my mom's side, uh, was very, he's like Al Pacino meets Roy Scheider. I guess that's why I, especially with Roy Scheider, I guess that's why I, uh, really love Roy Scheider. Uh, is one of my top five favorite uh, actors of all time. And uh, it, it was based on the novel by Murray T. Bloom. Uh, David Shaber did the uh, screenplay. Jonathan Demme directed it. Um, so it's a very Hitchcockian. Uh, it's a very good thriller. Uh, assassinations going on. And you're trying to figure out. The, the opening scene is great with him. Uh, he's... he's uh, Harry's at a uh, like a restaurant, and then someone tries to kill him. Uh, it, it, it's a really good movie. Uh, last Embrace, not The Last Embrace, just Last Embrace. Um, great visuals. Uh, it, yeah, if you're a fan of Hitchcock, this is definitely uh, Hitchcock-influenced. And uh, this film comes in at number 464, baby, Last Embrace. Coming in at 4. 63 is a movie I just recently rewatched uh, as I've recorded during the uh, quarantine times with all the movie stations recorded so many movies. I was like, God, I haven't seen this movie in a bit. Um, I remember renting this movie on VHS back in the early 90s. Uh, this film came out October 4th, 1991. It is a action crime drama. Uh, time's unrealistic, but it's it's great. It's it's It actually is one of those films that kind of set the tone for like a lot of like Michael Bay, like the Con Airs, the The Rock, um, all those films. It really um, had has that early '90s feel, but you know it's getting towards that. Uh, Freaking love this movie! It's so good. All right, I'm gonna play the trailer. And then we'll talk about it. All right, here we go. The trailer for this 1991 film that I love. Oh, Fast and the Furious going on up. The gun! Drop the gun! 
Now I'm going to show you. I got absolutely nothing on underneath, all right? No hidden guns. I don't even have a chest protector on. Absolutely yes. nothing. I mean, I don't want you to look stupid, right? I laid a gun down. You let the girl go. I'll be your hostage. Now I'm putting the gun down. As a rookie cop, Nick Styles made an arrest. Now the only weapon I got left now is useless unless you're a pretty girl. <laughs> that launched him into the limelight. Assistant District Attorney Nicholas Styles has proven he can round up criminals. But the one conviction he never thought twice about. Remember Earl Talbot Blake? No, the name escapes me. Never stopped thinking about him. I got things to live for. There's something real scary out on those streets. He's watching. Your closest associate had $10,000 in his possession before he died. And you have been linked to the disappearance of that money and child pornography. Somebody somewhere is enjoying this because things like this don't just happen. And waiting. What if it was somebody he locked up? I wanted to be in the limelight. It's a hot seat now, pal. I'm gonna make them pay for this. That's for damn sure they're gonna pay for this. <laughs> yeah, man, if you don't trust me, at least trust my main street homeboy. I want to see his face in the light of those cameras when they put the cuffs on. When it'll be complete. Denzel Washington, John Lithgow. Ice tea. Ricochet. Ricochet, baby. Classic. Classic action movie came out, as I said, October 4th, 1991. A district attorney is terrorized by the criminal he put away years ago when he was a cop. Directed by Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Uh, writer's Fred Decker was the story. Mino Make Jays is the story as well. Uh, so, we got a cast. Denzel Washington as Nick Styles, John Lithgow as Earl Talbot Blake, and this is the run of John Lithgow playing bad guys, murderers, to Cliffhanger, to Dexter. What a run. And he, he actually scares me in this movie. Ice T, my boy Kevin Pollock, great supporting role, Lindsay Wagner. Uh, as D.A. Priscilla Brimley. Uh, Lindsay Wagner is... God, I, I had forgotten about Lindsay Wagner. And she, oh, man, she's great. Heart to heart, I think. Uh, we have John Amos as Reverend Styles. Love John Amos. Good times. Always a big fan of John Amos. I love when he shows up in these films. Um, Sherman Howard as Kylie. Oh, a little Sherman Howard. So this movie, let's see how it did. Uh, opening weekend did $4.8 million. Uh, gross was $21.7 million. Uh, so I don't, doesn't have the budget here. Uh, but I guess it was moderately, uh, successful, depending on what the budget, that budget was probably like $10 million. Um, so this is Denzel, I mean, he, I mean, St. Elsewhere Glory, you know, Denzel's doing his thing. And Ricochet, it was just like, you had like an, an action star, if you will, but that can act. And his acting performance is amazing. I mean, because the psychological things this character goes through, Denzel plays it to perfection. Everyone thinks he's crazy. He's being set up. And I remember as a kid, uh, I must have been, I don't know, 15 uh, years old when I rented this and I watched it late night at my home when I, when we lived in Pennsylvania. And I remember like, Oh my God, he's being set up. Is he going to get, I mean, I was so scared for Denzel in this movie. Uh, the only, you know, the, the cheesy thing is at the end, like he's, there's the big set piece where, you know, he's fighting uh, Earl Talbot Blake and, you know, all of a sudden, like he's been like, wanted for murder and conspiracy and all this. And then because on TV he's fighting Earl Talbot Blake, I mean, they realize he's alive, of course, because um, he fakes his own death early in the movie. But then he, like, he gets exonerated, like, before he even gets down from the tower into <laughs> into the ambulance. You know, typical kind of 80s-ish fashion. Uh, but Ricochet is great. Ice-T's awesome in this. He's just, he just plays that cool thug. 
but just as, you know, gotta love Ice-T, and the song Ricochet by Ice-T is freaking awesome, too. So, so yeah, a little Ricochet, baby, a little Denzel, John Lithgow, Ice-T, Lindsay Wagner, um, Kevin Pollack, great, great film, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, if you, if you, it's it's been running on cable on HBO, um, so check it out or check check it out on HBO Max. Who knows? Um, so yeah, Ricochet comes in at four sixty three. So the five movies I talked about on my countdown today at um, four sixty seven was Smokers by Axel Foley. Uh, number four sixty six, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. 465, The Fast and the Furious. 464, Last Embrace. And 463 was Ricochet, baby. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, this week on the film list. Um, I'm going to end it here. Uh, hope you get a little taste as uh, with uh, Axel taking care of the young one in the household. Uh I get he's cutting down on some pods just uh, for the time being, so I'm going to try to fill in the gaps uh, for daily DVR and Patreon, and uh, I, I want to crank through this. I, I, my goal is to get down to 400 um, or 401, uh, you know, by the end of the summer. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, it's a good chance it might, but I'm going to try to do as many as I can. Uh, so we can get them out there because I've been, th- you know, I've been thinking about this list for years, and I started the 500, thinking about it like a year ago, and I, I just want to, I'd like to crank through them and get the movies out there so you guys can check them out or have fun with uh, my little insights and my uh, goofy uh, commentary. But uh, you know, good eclectic group of movies in this five uh, uh, slot. Oh, I got some good ones coming up too. I'm looking at. The list as it goes on. Ah, oh, some fun ones. Uh, I love doing this. I, re- I really do enjoy this, guys. And thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot. And I hope you enjoy it, too. And we'll see you next time on The Film List, baby. <laughs> <laughs>